Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. We are on episode 94, only six episodes away to that hundredth milestone. And I'm telling you guys, I, I've I've been talking to people behind the scenes. Like I said, it's probably not going to happen right at the hundredth episode, but I still plan on having a party, inviting anybody that subscribes or downloads or streams the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I want you guys to come over over to the Hobo Fish Camp and have a party with me. I don't drink anymore. I don't do any drugs except, you know, some weed and small dosage of Adderall every once in a while, but I'm off all the really hard stuff. Now, that's not going to keep you from partying. It does not bother me. My parents drink around me, and it really does not bother me at all. Hell, bring your fishing pole. We'll fish right off the seawall, have a good old time. Now, This could be really embarrassing for me because I could invite all these people over here and it'll be like two bums that heard about my podcast that live here in Oak Hill just coming down here to drink uh, Natty Daddies with me. Well, I'm going to be drinking soda, but I'll drink a soda. They can have Natty Daddies. If you're a true alcoholic and you want to get the most bang for your buck, definitely go for the Natty Daddies. Anyway, so I had a good morning. I I actually got some sleep last night, people. I did. It's amazing how much better you feel when you've been sleep deprived and you get a full eight hours in and you feel good. Oh, I woke up refreshed and I woke up this morning and I've been looking forward to this movie coming out because I am a big, big movie fan. I love the whole experience. I love going to the movie theaters, have not been able to do that for almost three months now. And The King of Staten Island came out. I'm not a big Pete Davidson fan. I'm really not. Dude looks like he needs to take a shower every time I see him. And I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck did he land Ariana Grande? Must have a big dick or or women love funny guys. Now, Pete Davidson is funny. I really do think he is funny. I just got kind of turned off on the whole Pete Davidson thing after he had that big blow up when he was performing at UCF in Orlando. And he got mad and went on that whole rant about people having their camera phones out and recording it. He got really pissed and started, you know, cursing out the crowd and telling them to go fuck themselves and talking about how much of the millennials, they can't just enjoy something. They got to pull out their cameras. And I don't know, it, it just seemed like, and it completely turned me off on his standup. Now, he is one of the better things on Saturday Night Live, but I got to tell you, this movie made me look at him in a different light, the, the King of Staten Island. Now, this movie, I got to warn you, starts off a little slow. Give it about 30 minutes and it definitely picks up. Pete Davidson is funny in this movie, but he really doesn't have to be funny. I'm a big fan of Judd Apatow. You know, he's done all these great movies like Knocked Up, uh, 40 Year Old Virgin. He's produced many, many hit movies. So if you're a fan of Judd Apatow, you know what I'm talking about. The movies do have comedy in them, but they also have a little bit of a message. And it's like a mixture of drama and comedy. This movie is a little dark, I gotta warn you. It picked up and was a great movie. I gotta tell you, the standout of the whole movie was Bill Burr. Now, I know Bill Burr is huge. 
He's a big, big, humongous stand-up comedian. Seeing him act, I gotta tell you, man, he knocked it out of the fucking park. And Marissa Tomei, my God, they tried to ugly her up a little bit to make her look old. Not ugly her up, but make her look older. She is still absolutely gorgeous in this movie. Now, if you need a bow to wrap up a movie for you, you need that nice, shiny bow, you're not going to get that with this movie. The ending could have been better. I don't want to go into too much detail. I'm just saying, check it out, guys, because I really do think you'll enjoy this, especially with not having movies come out or being able to go to the movie theater. If you're looking for something to watch this weekend, make sure you check out The King of Satin Island. Now, this next piece of audio I want to play for you guys, and I'm not trying to jump back in to everything that's going on in our country, but when this piece of audio like this comes around, you got to play it. Now, Dave Chappelle, maybe, no, you know what? I'm not even going to say maybe. He is at the top of his game. I don't think any stand-up comedian is bigger than what Dave Chappelle is right now. And think about this, guys. Dave Chappelle is so good at what he does, and he is so at the top of his game when it comes to comedians that he walked away. Do you realize at the time when the Chappelle show, that was like one of the biggest shows on cable TV at the time, and he just signed a big deal. At the time, it was one of the biggest TV deals out there. But he walked away from it, people. Everybody thought he was crazy or was having some mental breakdown for him to walk away from that. And that's not what it was. I think Dave Chappelle was just so fed up with everything going on. He walked away from it. He just needed to take a break. I don't know how long that break was. I know it had to be over five years. But then he came back and it was like he never left. And I know a lot of you guys are going to say, well, you know, Kevin Hart might be the biggest comedian out right now. But even Kevin Hart, I can find the audio. I don't have it on me, but I know I've seen it. Kevin Hart even admits that Dave Chappelle is an assassin. He is maybe one of the greatest comedians ever to live. Now, I don't want to compare him to like a Richard Pryor or an Eddie Murphy, but right now in this time and age, Dave Chappelle might be one of the biggest comedians of all time because he keeps it real. And I know a lot of these comedians like Seinfeld and Co- well, Cosby turned out to be a scumbag. But, you know, a lot of these comedians, oh, well, you know, when you're when you're controversial or curse a lot, that's too easy. It's it's harder to do comedy without cursing. Yeah, you know what? Fuck that. Dave Chappelle talks like the average everyday American, black, white, Spanish, Asian, whatever it may be. Dave Chappelle keeps it real. Now, Dave Chappelle recently did one of his first stand-up shows since this George Floyd and the pandemic started in North America. And you can't blame him for talking about this. I know when you go to a stand-up show, you want to laugh. But this is something that Dave Chappelle has been talking about for a really, really long time. And that's the police brutality that's been going on. And it's really weird, dude. If you go back and you just search Dave Chappelle, police brutality, you will find hours of content, him talking about the police brutality. So this isn't something new for Chappelle. He's been talking about it, but he talks about it in a real, real way. And some of the stuff I don't agree with completely, but the points he makes, 
make complete sense. This audio is a little long, but it is so good, I have to play it all for you. So this is Dave Chappelle talking about the George Floyd murder by the police officers up in Minneapolis. And it, like I said, it is a little long, but it is worth it. There's some funny stuff in it because Dave ain't going to come up on stage and just preach to you. He's going to add some comedy into it. And some of it is some big, big truth comedy. So here's Dave Chappelle talking about all the shit that's going on in our country at the moment. Like 1993. I'm, I'm not sure what year it was, but I was in L.A. I had smoked a joint. Hey, I'm just breaking in here. I know it doesn't have to pertain to anything, but Dave's got to lay off the weed and the cigarettes a little bit because his voice is sounding like an old jazz musician that just smokes cigars and chugs the hardest and strongest whiskey you can think of. Because if you listen to old Dave Chappelle, he was a higher octave. But now he's like way down here, and this is how he talks. Dave's so funny. Just his voice has changed a little bit. And I was watching the movie Apocalypse Now. It was like just after 4 o'clock in the morning. But what later would become to known the Northridge earthquake happened. It felt like it started in my apartment east of the Mississippi. On this side, we don't know what earthquakes are about. I got to tell you something, man. This shit was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. A lot of things went through my mind. I was, I was like, not naked, but you know what I mean? Just, walk, just chilling in my boxes. Uh, I put my clothes on. I found a, my weed and some, uh, a pipe and, some, and a lighter and, and some money and my keys, all these things. And while the earthquake is happening, while I'm experiencing what an earthquake is the first time, and I was certain that I might very possibly die. See, now, this is the genius of Dave Chappelle. When I first listened to this audio and watched this stand-up, I was like, where the fuck is he going with this? Because I knew what the uh, stand-up was about, but I was just curious of how he was going to connect this earthquake he experienced to the George Floyd stuff. And it just shows how much of a genius Dave Chappelle is. As a matter of fact, I remember I made a point not to scream. Just in case I lived, I wouldn't have to remember myself being vocally terrified. But I forgave myself for being terrified. That earthquake couldn't have been more than 35 seconds. This man kneeled on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Can you imagine that? This kid thought he was going to die. He knew he was going to die. He called for his mother called for his dead mother. I've only seen that once before in my life. My father, on his deathbed, called for his grandmother. Wow. I've always been a fan of Dave Chappelle's, but this takes it to a whole new level. He's not only funny, but he knows how to make that connection. That connection with him, the topic he's talking about, and his audience. And this isn't even the end of it, people, but he's giving that personal experience he had to make you be able to pitch yourself in the shoes of George Floyd and what he was going through those eight minutes and 46 seconds. When I watched that tape, I understood this man knew he was going to die. People watched it. People filmed it. 
And for some reason that I still don't understand, all these fucking police had their hands in their pockets. Who are you talking to? What are you signifying? That you can kneel on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds and feel like you wouldn't get the wrath of God. That's what is happening right now. It's not for a single cop, it's for all of it. Fucking all of it. I don't mean to get heavy, but... I'm not trying to compare my show, the Tuttle Daily Podcast, to what Dave Chappelle does. Hell no, I'm not on his level. But what I'm trying to say, I've talked about this on past podcasts. I don't like getting into these serious topics that I have been as of late. But even Dave Chappelle, who was a comedian that gets paid to make people laugh. Do you think that the people that come to a comedy show want to hear about something so serious like this? They're paying money to laugh out loud. But you know what? Dave Chappelle said, fuck it. This is too serious right now not to talk about. And I know you guys have all paid and come here to see me and laugh. But you know what? I got to go off script right now. And this has to be talked about. And like I said, I'm not comparing or putting myself on the same level of Dave Chappelle. But there are some topics that you just need and have to go off script. And you have to talk about them. You got to say something. He told the police he couldn't breathe. One of the hardest parts of the tape to listen to. He said, please, I can't tell you, as a man, watching another man go through something like that, what it makes you feel like. I didn't watch the tape for weeks, for a week. I didn't watch it. I knew. I saw a still picture. I said, I don't want to see this because I can't unsee it. But when I finally watched it, I understood nobody's going home. Anyone who sees this, well, they're going to be furious. So the other night, I'm in my little clubhouse, and I'm watching uh, Don Lemon, that hotbed of reality. He says, where are all these celebrities? Why aren't you talking? This nigga said everybody. I was screaming at the TV. I dare you to say me, nigga. Now, you're probably wondering, hey, Tuttle, should you be playing this right now? Should you be playing any audio that says the N-word? You know what? I don't really care. And I don't give a fuck at all if I get, you know, kicked off of all the platforms that I'm on. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of those. I, I really don't give a fuck. Because how in the world is it my responsibility to censor an African-American comedian from saying the N-word? I think it would be almost disrespectful to edit that out of this stand-up show. And if they do kick me off of any of that stuff, then you know what? I would rather fight the fight and worry about that if it does happen. But I think it would be, you know what? It would be racist of me to edit 
Dave Chappelle saying the N-word during his stand-up special, especially with him talking about something as heavy as this is. And I just love how nobody is safe when it comes to his stand-up. Because I agree with Dave. I think Don Lemon, he's an African-American. If you don't know who Don Lemon is, he is an African-American anchor on CNN. Dave Chappelle even goes after him in this stand-up show, this special that he does about George Floyd. And I think that is why Dave Chappelle is at the top of the comedian game. I dare you. Has anyone ever listened to me do comedy? Have I not ever said anything about these things before? So now all of a sudden, this nigga expects me to step in front of the streets and talk over the work these people are doing as a celebrity? Ask me, do you want to see a celebrity right now? Do we give a fuck what Ja Rule thinks? Does it matter about celebrity? No. This is the streets talking for themselves. They don't need me right now. I kept my mouth shut, and I'll still keep my mouth shut. But don't think that my silence is complicit to all the shit these niggas are saying, trying to get everyone to sing these fucking songs. I know all these songs. I was raised on these songs. Why would anyone care what their favorite comedian thinks after they saw a police officer kneel on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds? I can't get that number out of my head because it was my time of birth on my birth certificate. I was born at 8.46 in the morning, and they killed this nigga in eight minutes and 46 seconds. I watch everything everybody says. I think Candace Owens try to convince white America, don't worry about it, he's a criminal anyway. I don't give a fuck what this nigga did. I don't care what this nigga did. I don't care if he personally kick Candace Owens and her stinky pussy. Now, if you don't know who Candace Owens is, she's an African-American woman, completely supports the Trump campaign. She's on Fox News and all these right-wing, you know, websites and stuff like that. So she's always out there talking. She's on the complete opposite side of what every minority is trying to complete at this moment. And that's why Dave Chappelle is is attacking her because, you know what, I've looked at her and I've looked at her and yeah, I, she looks like somebody that would have a stinky pussy. I don't know if it stinks, but I imagine it does. And if I ever find out, I'll let you know for sure. I'll tell like Azealia Banks, I'll tell. I figured out why they want to hear from me, and it's serious. The only reason people want to hear from people like me is because you trust me. You don't expect me to be perfect, but I don't lie to you. Just a guy, and I don't lie to you. And every institution, every institution that we trust lies to us. Goddamn, this is exactly why I like Dave Chappelle, and I, I've never heard him say this before, So, but I've been preaching to you guys about this. These politicians don't give a fuck about the people that vote them in anymore. They all lie to us. They lie to us to get our votes, but they don't ever do anything for us. They only do for the people that donate money to their campaign to get elected, and they repay them back with favors and contracts or whatever it may be. 
That's why they don't care about us anymore. How come they never talk about Chris Dorna? That's a story about a man who believed he did everything right. Do you know who Chris Dorner is? Chris Dorner, remember, was an African-American police officer in the LAPD. He was executing a warrant with his partner, who was a white woman. And white women, I support you, but boy, if y'all don't shut the fuck up. During the process of executing this warrant, this white woman uh, did what Chris Dorner thought was excessive force. I don't know what she did. She kicked the motherfucker that was handcuffed or hit a guy that was handcuffed or something. Chris Dorner, the black police officer who watched this white woman do this, reported this to his superior, made a formal complaint, and was subsequently fired from the LAPD. He went through the system, took every legal avenue that he believed he had to get reinstated, and he was not reinstated. When his last appeal was finished, this motherfucker, some wild shit, wrote a manifesto. You know where this is going. And that manifesto called me a genius. Me, Dave Chappelle. Not just me, but me. Listen, you don't ever want to have your name in a crazy person's manifesto. Now, I'm not calling this black officer crazy, but if there's a guy planning on, you know, committing mass murder, you don't ever want to be mentioned in it. Even if he's marking out to you and sucking your dick, you don't ever want to be a part of that at all. He said Kevin Hart fan, too, but he called me a genius. And he told Bradley Cooper, who's a friend of mine, don't do any more hangovers, nigga. That's enough. That's what he said. (laughs) And he told his story. Chris Dorner told his story how he did everything right when he was in the military and subsequently everything else. This is before any of this shit happened. And then he said, which was the wildest thing, he said, I'm going to wage asymmetrical war on the L.A. Police Department and their families. What's an ominous thing to say? And he did it. This motherfucker ambushed two police officers who were just sitting in their squad car. Murdered them. He went to another police officer's house and killed his daughter. Now hear me out, guys. I don't support what this cop did. Because two wrongs don't make a right is what I'm trying to say. So I don't want you to think I support what this African-American police officer did. No, what he did was absolutely horrible because who knows, those cops that he killed, the the cop's daughter, I mean, especially the daughter, the daughter was completely innocent. But who knows what those cops believed? I'm Well, you know what? I can't say that. Maybe this guy knew who those cops were. Maybe they weren't random cops. But what I'm saying, it still does not make it right. But Dave's going to wrap this all up where it makes some sense. Boy, it was terrifying. And this motherfucker was on the run. He was doing it. I was supposed to do the Grammys. I was supposed to present at the Grammys that week. And a guy from the LAPD called me and said, Mr. Chappelle, we understand you're coming to Los Angeles. And I don't know if you know, but there was a lunatic on the streets who was killing police officers and and... We would like to know if we can pick you up at the airport, extending this courtesy to everyone he mentioned in his manifesto. And I told the police, I'm fine. I read the manifesto. He likes me. 
Is there anything I can do for you, nigga? Because I get very worried. They found him. Big Bear. He was hiding in a cabin. They figured out what this nigga was. No less than 400 police officers showed up and answered the call. And boy, let me tell you something. They Swiss cheese this nigga. He is dead as dead could be. He is done. And you know why 400 cops showed up? One of their own was murdered. So how the fuck can't they understand what's going on in these streets? I'm not on the level of Dave Chappelle, so I gotta be careful with what I say. Because I'm just a podcast, and anybody just complaining. Do you think iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, do you think if somebody, like complained to them and said that I said something that they would even get the backstory and try to figure out what led up to what I said that was so controversial. No, they would kick me the fuck off and they wouldn't even think twice about it because I'm a nobody. But what I'm trying to say, I can see Dave Chappelle's point. And I know white America isn't gonna like me saying that. But it's the God honest truth, people. Those cops, and I'm not supporting or, or agreeing with what this guy did when he killed those cops, and especially a daughter that wasn't even in law enforcement. I can't support that. No matter what it is, I, I can't. But he does bring up a great point. For the government, the politicians, the ones that lie to us, on a daily basis, the cops, and I'm not saying all cops are bad, but you do have to agree that some cops are on a power trip and they abuse the power that they have, that they're entrusted with to protect our rights and laws and make sure we're safe. Yeah, some of those guys take the power to a whole different level, but you can't just look at all cops as being bad. But, but you can't call that racist because being a cop is not a race. You choose to be a cop. You just can't generalize every cop because there are some good ones. And I don't have enough time to play it today, but I'll play it on another podcast. But do you realize there was a female white cop doing her beat, doing her patrol? And there was a little girl walking down the street and this cop was walking by. And you want to know what the, and, and it's sad. It, it's so sad, people. But this little girl, when she saw this white cop walking by her, do you want to know what this little black girl did? Her first response, instead of being nice and saying hello, she put her fucking hands in the air. There's no reason. There is no fucking goddamn reason that any child, no matter white, black, Spanish, Asian, no matter what race you are, living in America, this is the type of shit that you would expect in a third world country like Afghanistan. I'm just being honest and I know, like I said, I'm going to lose some people. I'm going to lose some subscribers, but I really don't give a fuck. I'm doing what is right. But that is goddamn heartbreaking that a young black girl 
when she sees a white female walking by, her first reaction is to hold her hands up in the air so she doesn't get shot. Because that's what she asks that female Caucasian officer. You want to know what that female white Caucasian officer did? She got down on one knee. Not, not to kneel, so please don't think I'm saying that. But she got down to be on the level of the little black girl and to tell her not to be afraid. Not all cops are bad, and I would never do anything in the world to harm you or physically hurt you. Just let that sink in. Let that sink in just a little bit and realize that we're dealing with some shit right now in our country that third world countries deal with. And it should not be that way. When we're the only superpower in the world considered the only superpower in the world there's no reason why that type of shit should be happening in our country it just should not happen do i think we're a superpower anymore i think we are but we're on the edge of falling off of that and not being that anymore and i won't be mad if that happens i think it'll be a wake-up call to america for us to realize that shit needs to be changed in our country that's just a sad thing. But back to what I was saying. I don't agree with the, with what this black cop did, killing his fellow officers or fellow former officers and the innocent uh, daughter of a police officer. But Dave Chappelle brings up a great point. You know how mad those cops were? This guy needed to be taken down. But those 400 cops, like Dave Chappelle said, that came there and Swiss cheese this guy, like Dave Chappelle described. You know how mad the public is right now with the police brutality and what they did? Dave just compared what we're doing right now as citizens uprising for change compared to how mad those fellow officers, those fellow brothers, and I don't mean brothers as in black or African-American, those brothers, because one thing you can't deny that police officers being in law enforcement is a brotherhood. And you can't shit on that, people. You really can't. I mean, you can't. Because those guys look out for each other. Just the way the minorities and the whites and the Caucasians, whatever race it may be, they're looking out for each other. And it's not even about race. It's about just human beings looking out for each other. And they're trying to make change. Do I agree with the rioting and looting? Hell no. Those are criminals and they're giving the peaceful protesters and their message a bad name. But can you blame people right now? I do believe that some people are just so mad they want to cause destruction. And then you have those people that are opportunists that are trying to make a buck and go out and steal something. But you can't blame these people that are just pissed off and not taking it anymore just the way these police officers 400 of them went to that cabin in the woods for one person and switch cheese them like Chappelle said did it take that many people most likely not hell you could have taken one person with 20 people but all those cops wanted a pound of flesh and they got it it does suck and I know it's a broad comparison, but the comparison is there. Like I said, I didn't mean to get too serious, guys. I'll be back in a few minutes. Want to support the show? 
go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Total Wireless of Palm Bay has the best cell phone plans with no contract. And better yet, you can use any carrier network. Does your service from one of the big guys not work well for you? Are you paying too much? Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. Or if you're local, stop by and see them at 1851 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Right now, you can get the Samsung Galaxy A10e for just $29.99 when you port your number over with plans starting at just $25. Need a family plan? No problem. We have four $100 unlimited talk, text, and data. Restrictions apply. Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. The previous segment was not proudly sponsored by... Rolling Hill Cemetery Plots. The cemetery plot family that will guarantee that when you pass on, you'll be taken care of. How, you ask? Well, it's a three-stage process, isn't it? Number one, they bury you at the industry standards six feet, not at the haphazard one foot like other companies. Number two, 24-hour security means no unwanted digging up and defiling of you or your loved ones. Number three, 10 minute maximum grieve time, then you're out for the day. Who can really put a price on death? We can at Rolling Hills Cemetery Plots. Rolling Hills Cemetery Plots contain no actual hills and burial is subject to credit approval. Welcome back, guys. That was the one and only Charlie Alamo. He had uh, been on the show a couple of times as a co-host, has been doing production bits and some imaging for me. It's taking a little bit of a break, and I got to tell you, radio guys need a break sometimes. They, they just do. I'm not saying what we do is hard, but the bullshit you got to deal with in the industry, you just need to burn a timeout, and that's what he's doing right now. But he's kind enough to send me these bits, and he sent me a couple of them this week. I played this one yesterday, but it was so good, I wanted to play it for you again. Now, if you want to check out Charlie, Charlie puts out a lot of content on social media. And all these bits that you're hearing me play, he does videos for them. He takes the audio and, and gives you a visual outlook on it. And he posts them on his Facebook page. Now, if you want to check out his Facebook page, at least give him a follow. CCA Productions Presents. That is CCA Productions Presents. So it's very easy to find him. And I'm telling you, he's a, he's a great follow on social media. Now, I want to get into this next story. And I thought this was really cool, guys. I go to the website World Star Hip Hop to find a lot of the audio that I play. I got a couple of go-to sites, one of them being World Star Hip Hop, the other one being Live League. There's some other pretty disgusting sites that I go to. They're not porn or anything like that. It's a little bit more of the violence and the gore that happens around the world. I don't like looking at it, but sometimes you can find a gem in all that fucking carnage on those goddamn websites I got to go to. Holy shit, you guys would not believe some of the stuff I see. And I'm not comparing. You know, I'm not even going to go there. What I'm saying is, it's it, it scars me. But I do it because I want to find some of the best content for you guys. But this next video, 
I saw, I saw somebody do a review of it, and it's funny because a lot of the people on World Star Hip Hop were clowning this bitch that did the video, but she was talking about how you can say, hey Siri, the police have pulled me over, or something like that, I don't know the exact words, I've smoked a little bit of weed today guys, so you gotta, you know, give me a little bit of a pass on that, but what I'm saying is, she did that, and a lot of the people on World Star Hip Hop, on the comments, was giving this bitch a hard time saying, oh, it didn't work. I tried it. Well, this girl did not mention you have to download a certain app for it to work. And and it'll explain everything and give you the details and the news story I'm about to play for you. Before I move on, and I just thought of this, I have it on my list of things to bring up. Now, if you've never been to World Star Hip Hop, it is a more urban African-American minority type website. I mean, there's, listen, there's a lot of white trash on that website, but just by the name, you know that it's directed to some culture is what I'm saying. But I got to tell you, man, if you cannot be safe on World Star Hip Hop from racism, just if you want to be shocked, I'm not saying it's, it's sad. It's not even funny because a lot of these people on World Star Hip Hop that comment are nothing but trolls. And they're trying to say the most shocking things that they can. And, and I find it really, really sad because I go on all these like really, really shady websites to find content for my podcast. And some of those are not even as bad or even come close to the shit. The racist inward calling, every uh, racial thing you could think of being hurled or mentioned in comments. You'll get that on World Star Hip Hop. Just one command while you're driving and Siri will handle the rest. You see flashing lights. Once you tell Siri you're getting pulled over, the shortcut program pauses any music you're playing, goes into do not disturb mode, and starts recording on the phone's front-facing camera. What's more, it will send your emergency contact the video and even dim the brightness on your phone so the officer doesn't even know you're recording. Some people we you know talked with said considering recent events involving police brutality, they'd use it. Now, I know a lot of people aren't going to like this. And a lot of people are going to say, well, in most states, it's a two-party consent, which means two people, you and the person that you're talking to has to know that you're recording or it's against the law. At the very least, it can never be used in the court of law, prosecute you for anything. But. I, as far as I know, public servants like firefighters and cops and stuff like that, I don't think you have to give them, you know, a heads up that you're recording. I, I really don't think you do because they work for the people. I mean, they work for the government, but the government is supposed to be working for us, which hasn't happened in a really long time. This is a good thing. It really is because I think that this is going to keep cops a little more honest. Sure. I would, because look what happened. Um, I think it'd be a good idea to keep track of all the police, you know, and how they take care of their business. Now, I watched this video earlier, and I'm not trying to stereotype people, but um, this woman sounds like a cracker. This is Whitey. Why would you be interviewing a Whitey right now when it comes to this story? It would be so better if you could have gotten a minority and talked to them about this app. I'm not saying white people because, listen, I played a story earlier in the week about an innocent white kid getting gunned down by a white officer. So it happened. That's a good idea because, you know, some people 
might be getting pulled over for no reason or you know people now this is what i'm talking about people this is what you need to go for when you're trying to make people connect with the story you're doing you don't want that whitey you were just talking to you want this smooth ass guy on the mic get pulled over and something else could happen at least it lets somebody know what your predicament is or what's going on while you're getting pulled over California Highway Patrol tells me they understand people would use the app, but if an officer asks you to put your phone down, say for a sobriety test or to get out of the car, you have to take heed, even if you don't stop recording. When people are recording officers, do they have a right to do that? Oh, there's no question. There's, there's no question in the state of California. I think there's no question nationally. Um, officers are in public, and you have a right to film them during the course while they're, while they're carrying out their official duties. Now, I know this guy is a legal expert, but God damn, did you have to get the biggest fucking nerd that you could find in California? And that's coming from me, people. Just think about that. Sacramento civil rights attorney Jeff Kravitz told me over Zoom the limitations are where you use the app. It has to be in public. For example, Kravitz says you couldn't secretly record in a police station. That would be an invasion of privacy. You couldn't try to film them on their own uh, private property. You might have an invasion of privacy. But these apps are, my understanding is, they work when you are being pulled over. So now this app has been around for a couple of years, but it's just now picking up speed. The developer said that when the, he made this app, he did this to help people stay safe and honest. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, guys, need to wrap up the end of the show. This is going to be a long one considering it is the weekend. But I'm trying to give you guys the best content, the most content I can give you every single day, even though it's the weekend. Since I've been doing the show on the weekends, my numbers have gone way up. Don't know what it is, but I'm going to keep doing it because it's working right now. But through my years of radio, I've met a lot of cool people. Now, and, and by cool people, I mean just celebrities. Now, when you meet them, you got to understand that these people meet a lot of people. I have enough, I, I have a hard enough time remembering every, every single person that I meet their name. No, that's impossible. And I can only imagine like a big celebrity that comes into the studio. There's no way they're going to remember us. But now Rob Kahn. I met him for the first time working with Bubba and he was always so kind to me because when you meet somebody that's got a name, now a lot of you guys don't know who Rob Khan is, but I swear to God, he might be the baddest man that I've ever met in person. He was in the heyday, the, the, the peak. Now I'm not saying UFC is bad right now, but 
He fought in the beginning. Not Maybe not the beginning. I don't know all the details. I got to have him on the show. Anyways, meeting him, you can just tell when you meet somebody, if they're paying attention or they're interested in anything you have to say. And Rob may be one of the nicest, most sincere and genuine people that I've met as a guest coming into any radio show that I've ever worked on. And, you know, I talked to him uh, a few. He had had commented on something on my Facebook. I may have commented on some of his first. But either way, it really doesn't matter how we started talking again. But I got to tell you, man, we've talked on and off for the last couple of days. and, And, man, he might be one of the most amazing people that I've met before. And I'm not saying that because he could kill me with his bare hands. No, I don't think he would. That's the thing about it. You think these MMA guys, the only thing they think of is just bashing somebody's face in? That's that's not it, man. Rob is Rob's a pretty intelligent guy as well, too. And he has fair opinions. He's fair and consistent with his opinions is what I'm saying. So I got to get him on at some time. I think it's Gracie Tampa. I'm almost sure that it's Gracie Tampa. Check him out. He's a great guy, and I really think at the very least, he'll turn your kid into a man by far. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm going to try to find some fun shit to talk about on a Sunday to end the week. That's a big debate. I got to bring that up, and I want to talk about that. What is the beginning of the week? Is it Sunday or Monday? Because my dad brings up some pretty great points that I never like paid attention to. If you look at a calendar, I'm not even going to get into it. I'll talk about it tomorrow because I'm not going to waste content at the end of the show. But the debate, when does the week officially start? Is it Sunday or Monday? Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. I'll try to read your comments on the air. Have a great one, guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Shit. Uh, Joe's going to be mad at me that I'm I'm talking over his artwork. But I want to thank Joe from Canada. You've heard him on Tom and Dan and stuff. I got to get all of his links so I can direct you so you can check him out. It's just nice to have another voice that is making this podcast sound like a real radio show. So thanks to Joe from Canada for the new outro. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice You should hire him If you want to help support the show paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com To follow all of Tuttle's social media go to Tuttle.net That's Tuttle with two D's dot net Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.